Hi everyone, this is Steve Wilcox and we're going over Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 7 today. Let's jump right in. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Well, I really love the book of Ephesians. It is a pump you up letter. You've got to feel good after reading what Paul is teaching here. And of course, it has powerful truth for us as well. But first, as a matter of setup, I just want to touch on chapter one and the work that uh, the Steves and Jeff did last week. I love the fact that Paul starts us by telling us amazing truth, the truth of God's blessing directed toward us. Then he tells us that we have the Holy Spirit living within us to assist us. And then he prays for, a, for us a wonderful prayer of blessing. Those three things are the trifecta of successful Christian living. God's truth, the powerful Holy Spirit, and prayer. I don't care who you are, this is good to be reminded of and embrace as being true about ourselves. Okay, now quickly on to chapter 2. In chapter 2, Paul hits us again with more truth, truth that really provides us with more practical detail, and it has to do with the state of our being with God, or really where we're at with him from a spiritual perspective. In a nutshell, it's our current condition. Verses 1 through 3, though, explains our previous condition, which is quite simply this. We were dead to God. Not a pretty picture. Imagine this. To God, we were just a pale, lifeless corpse on a cold marble slab. No response, hopes and dreams for the future dashed, just ended. Paul then goes on, though, and explains about this condition in more detail. How did we get here? Well, our sins and disobedience caused this condition. And not only that, but we have an active enemy leading us in this path of death and destruction. And for some reason, God's anger and wrath was directed toward this sin and disobedience, and there is a price to pay for remaining in this dead-to-God condition. Pretty dark picture. And I think it's good for us to remember these negative truths throughout our Christian walk. But the nice thing is Paul does not stop there for long. There's more to the story. There is our current condition. Verses 4 through 7 describes our current condition of being in Christ. We are not dead anymore, but we are alive to God. And if I had a sound uh, bite of the hallelujah chorus, I would insert it right there. 
Anyway, Paul goes on to explain this new condition. He tells us that God is rich in mercy, and because of his great love toward us, he has provided a way out of being dead to him. Verse 5 tells us clearly that we were made alive together with Christ. There is that theme of unity and oneness with Christ mentioned again. Paul goes on, God raised us up and he seated us with Jesus in the heavenly places. Not only did he give us this great undeserved blessing, he allows us to know and use this same resurrection power that Jesus used in his life on earth. In some incredible way, our renewed selves has been blessed in that same way that Jesus was and elevated, having submitted to the Father's plan of redemption. Not only all of this, it says that God will use the body of believers as examples of his ample riches in grace and kindness in the future. Incredible. Almost too much to take in. It's a lot to think about. In a practical sense, I think it's very, very important for the believer to understand where we are now and that we are alive in the fullest sense of that word. In a practical sense, if you don't know where you're at, you very likely will have a more difficult time determining where you need to go. But I want to stop there and tell you a quick story about my mother-in-law. Later in life, my mother-in-law was having a stress test. She was on the treadmill, she finished the test, and was recovering in a chair when all of a sudden she had sudden heart failure. She slumped over, and I believe the word is coded. She uh, was dead. She was gone. Uh, with no heartbeat, you are officially dead. But thank goodness, the office staff acted quickly on her behalf and ministered a powerful jolt to her heart of electricity, just like in the movies. Clear. Zap. Pause. Wait for it. Then beep, beep, beep. She was alive, and she fully recovered from that, which is amazing. Even more amazingly, God did the same thing for us, but in a more dramatic and incredible way. By believing in the work of Jesus, we have been rescued, transformed, and resurrected from the worst scenario a human can face. We certainly can be thankful for that, and we should desire that more for others as well. But wait, there's more. Not only do we have our life back and a place with God in the future, we have a new and incredible resource, actually resources, which we can draw from to live in the here and now more abundantly as it describes in John 10.10. 10. So with that in mind, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your truth, your power, and your love. Help us to internalize these truths that Paul was explaining to the believers at Ephesus. Thank you that they apply to us as well. I pray that the Watermark Faith family will consider themselves dead to the life of sin and the temptation of the devil. In addition, I pray that we will walk in the truth that we are fully alive to you right now and that we have powerful resources we can call on and live an overflowingly abundant Christian life. 
that is pleasing to you. So thank you, Lord. Amen. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great week.